Welcome to the Chiropractic United podcast for October 22nd, 2013. This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars to see how a chiropractic biophysics technique can help improve your practice as well as your patient's overall health and spinal structure. Go to idealspine.com. And also by Dr. Fred Domenico of Elite Coaching to see how Dr. Fred can help bring your practice to all new heights. Go to elitecoachingllc.com. And finally, by PostureCode, developers of the X-ray analysis system known as PostRay, as well as the award-winning Posture Screen mobile app, available in the iTunes App Store as well as the Google Play Android Store. For more info, go to postureanalysis.com. All right, Dr. Fred, take it away. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. What is today? October 22nd, I think. Yes, it is. 2013. And we are back again. I'm Dr. Fred DiDomenico. As you guys know, lead coaching. We got Joe Farantelli, Posture Co. And we are fired up because we got a repeat guest. Why? Because he's all fired up about chiropractic. Love your passion. Love your purpose. Love what you're doing to advance the profession, Dr. Brad Glowacki. (laughs) Welcome. Right on. I love it. Good to be back here. You guys are fun. Hey, I still I still use your one liner that I picked out at the uh, Connecticut Chiropractic uh, Association, where you said your reasons got to be bigger than your problems. Right on, because everybody's got problems. It's time to get on with the show. That's right. Thank Absolutely. you for that. I give you credit for that whenever I use it, too. I love it. I love it. Every now and then people forget to quote other people. You know how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're officially quote up. And then, you know, if, if we, like, put you in quotations on a PowerPoint slide or something, then it's official, man. You can say right. you're <laughs> documented. Absolutely. Right. You're in the annals of chiropractic history, in the annals <laughs> of chiropractic history. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> It's true, man. People got to get out of their own way sometimes at chiropractic. You know, it's just like, you know, the idea of the reasons being bigger than your problems is just understanding from a patient center that people need help. And a lot of times they don't know there's any other options other than the drug. So you can't curse them. You can't be mad at them until you've offered them what you got. That's right. You got to teach them. So I know we've gone through this before, but, you know, it's been a while. Our uh, listener volume or whatever has has grown. So. Why don't you just kind of want to get people to know the, the man behind the purpose and the mission and exactly everything you're doing. So give us a little bit about how you found chiropractic, man, how you grew up in this profession and uh, kind of take it from there. Cool. So I uh, I went to a very philosophically based school, uh, LACC. Nice. Yes. And uh, the, you know, the lack thereof uh, kind of forced me to go find my own philosophy. So um I just, you know, was kind of bumping into some obstacles and some borders and uh, things that didn't make sense. So I basically had to go find philosophy on my own. And uh, one of our mutual friends, Billy DeMoss, was hosting this uh, underground thing called the Dead Chiropractic Society out in uh, a little rainy, smoky warehouse one night in the middle of like my third term in school. And they had this goofy speaker up there, this guy that spoke in like these verses and terms and only candlelight and the rain was beating down literally on a warehouse tin roof. They had some old couches thrown in there. And uh, this crazy guy's name was Fred Barge. And he got up there and delivered two hours of passion and conviction about how the body worked that were, you know, congruent with with my thoughts that I couldn't articulate with my beliefs that I hadn't yet found. And from that point on, it was like just no turning back. So, you know, fast forward 15 years, I'm in practice in Southern California and teaching other docs things that work for growth and how to communicate the message more clearly and definitively and um, helping docs grow their practices and, you know, kind of creating new patient problems for doctors where we get so many in, they need coaches like you, Fred, that will take it from there and show them how to structure it and create systems. So um, I've become more of a, of a specialist in new patients and, and filling up offices, but I'm not a coach. I don't teach them day one, day two stuff. I don't teach them how to do that. Um, we just fill them up and turn them over to people that can create systems that work. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. I've loved, you know, being in practice and teaching because it kind of gives me a unique insight. But I also know my limitations in the sense that uh, I don't want to 
you know, I don't want to pr try to be the jack of all trades and not really have a good mastery of that stuff. So um, that's kind of where it started. LECC, getting frustrated, finding my philosophy, running a subluxation-based practice in Southern California. We've done so well with that. We've started teaching other docs. And um, this has been a crazy year for me because before the 4th of July this year, uh, I spoke to six different European associations. So I was over in Europe six times before the 4th of July and once to Australia to speak at Parker Sydney. So um, been doing a lot of teaching all over the map. And the one thing that kind of comes through is, you know, the story of chiropractic and the body being, you know, an inside out self-healing, self-regulating organism is the same with all chiropractors. But then some of the political challenges changes from continent to continent. And the more I see the challenges, I also see the similarities. And politically speaking, that we all kind of come up against these same you know, challenges with laws and from medicine and from within that kind of can be repeated. So it's been fun being a part of the solution and not part of the problem. Well, first of all, let's back up a little bit and take a look <laughs> because, dude, you told like the most humble 10 words or less story of your life. Yeah, I went to school, saw this dude in a smoking jacket with his little scarf on because Fred Bard is friggin' awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, I always say, you know, we're spiritual beings. Chiropractic is a calling. It's a life purpose. But when a spirit hears the truth, they have to move toward it. You know, when you hear a truth like chiropractic, you have to move toward it. I mean, that's why we're all chiropractors. We heard the truth and we just said, I'm in. That's it. There's a universal truth right there. I'm moving in. And right. and the level of your passion, first of all, to travel to you know Europe six times. I mean, you know, you got to be in good shape, man. You got to have purpose. You got to have inspiration because those are long ass flights. You're <laughs> tired. You get off a freaking plane. You drive, and then you got to get on a stage, light people up, and then get back on a plane and come back. Do you? Do you People understand how much energy that takes and to do that repetitively. Yeah. That's yeah. friggin' purpose. Yeah. It's, uh, it definitely is not one of those things. I'm doing it cause it's easy. That's for, that's for sure. <laughs> no. So that's what I'm saying. Let's cause I, you know, obviously everybody knows when I went to LACC with you too. And the, and the thing is, I mean, I love LACC because they gave me a license and they gave me opportunity to be a chiropractor. Other than that, the more pissed off you get because you're not learning chiropractic, the more friggin' fire it puts in your belly. Of course, you're already barring like that anyway. But, you know, the more fire it puts in you to, to be great when you get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I think anywhere a student goes to school, you've got to be asking the questions, you know, who is my teacher in this moment? And if you think it's just a professor at the front of the classroom, you're wrong. You know, the, the teacher in the moment is whoever's giving you a challenge. It could be a patient. It could be a classmate. It could be your spouse that's challenging you on your beliefs. But that, that challenge is there to, to help you be a better person. So in that moment, you've got a lot of teachers. And at school, at LECC, where we went, uh, the challenge was to find the message that made sense. And if it doesn't make sense, you got to go find the man on the mountain that's going to do it for you. And, you know, the right place, right time, and hearing that, that spiritual message from Fred Barge. You know, all I needed to say was who the speaker was, and everybody goes, ah, well, that makes sense, you know, because there was a guy with conviction, uh, authority, um, sincerity. It just, you know, on a rainy, smoky night, it was like, holy shit, my life just changed. How awesome is that? That is that's awesome. Yeah, so, so anyway, uh, so you found the fire. Yeah, you're doing what you're doing now. Um, you know, what's, like... What I want, what I want people to understand. So this is totally about me right now. <laughs> is I want people to understand, man. What's that purpose feel like? You know, like, like what is it in you, Brad, that that has that drive to make you want to change your profession to the point where you're traveling all over the globe? I mean, you have a practice and you're doing your seminars. That takes a boatload of energy and a boatload of conviction. Like when you look at people that. Get, get stuck in their story, you know, or think, you know, they're stuck at a level. And then there's guys like you that have this undying inspiration and purpose that just seems to grow the longer you're in the profession. 
Like, tell us, help people understand that a little bit, if you can. You know, I, th I think a lot of it is who you surround yourself with, you know, and um, so whoever's listening to this, you could be on the car ride right now and be alone, or you could be here with the three of us. That, too, takes purpose and conviction. You know, it's who you surround yourself with, with seminars. I'm all for online information and online, you know, um, media forms of education, information, whatever you want to call it, you could do that stuff on your own. But there, there is no doubt that going to seminars live, surrounding yourself with successful people, having mentors and coaches that'll help you get there, there's no substitute for that. You know, I would compare it to listening to music in your car cranked up. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But then you go to a live rock show, man, there's a certain energy there that is totally different than listening to it in your car. So, um, you know, I think a lot of it is who you surround yourself with and not just the information, but I mean the vibe of people to where you stay inspired. And for me personally on that question, I would tell you that, you know, a lot of it is I work with a sense of urgency. If we don't get this done now, um, the future of this profession really, I feel like, is is at a crossroads. And if there isn't a sense of urgency, if there isn't a timeline that we're working with, with then, you know, that that approach really becomes, well, I can get to it later. I've done a lot of traveling this year. I won't do any more. And, and that doesn't enter the equation. I always look at the opportunities and, and balance that in where it's like, you know what, if we don't start really changing and turning on and switching on students, chiropractors, and groups of people so that they can turn on their patients, um, this profession is going to be morphing into something that isn't chiropractic. And then we get into the conversation of drugs and meds and injectables. I mean, that's a lack mentality. Right. You know, those aren't people working out of abundance. Those are people going, hey, if we can give drugs, we can have more new patients. We can have a bigger market share. And I go, or <laughs> you know, yeah. we could tell them the story and actually deliver an alternative to the drugs and the meds and be a distinct profession, which is what we should be doing. You know, So for me, when I hear those conversations and they are big political issues within the profession, it's also a big opportunity to step up and go, let me show you a better way to stay true to the principle, tell it like it is, as opposed to, you know, what's the you know, what's the next big marketing thing? And, and all of a sudden that means we can do injectables. Right. What the hell is that? You know, like geez. Right. And then we, we get mad at, at any sort of physical therapist that does quote manipulation, but yet we think it's good enough that we want to play medical doctor. You know, and it's, it's, it's it, it, you know, it, it's crazy what the mentality of some of these people in our profession. And, you know, I always talk about this on, on podcasts from time to time. I had a very big medical referral practice to where these MDs, and we're talking dermatologists, immunologists, not like just orthopedic surgeons, sending me patients all the time. And it was because I had something unique and different, as Fred says. I was the only chiropractor that could, you know, deliver something that was reproducible in their eyes. And then, of course, after I got to know them, then I talked about what chiropractic truly was because most of them were coming in as patients at that point in time. But, you know, if I did drugs and minor surgery, why would they want to refer to me if I did something similar to what they do? You know, it, yeah. do it doesn't even make sense. No, marketability is a unique sales proposition. It's not the generalized sales proposition. You know, it's something where you're unique, you're different. That makes you marketable. Being more of the same hardly does that. In right. fact, it confuses the buyer. And let's be honest, confused buyers don't buy, you know. And, and Joe, just to speak to that point too – you're you're kind of being quiet about some of the things that made you different, but you're sharing that now with the profession and, and the posture ray. We use that in our office. You know, we take X-rays, we mark them. I love biophysics. I think that work is is amazing from the science standpoint. It's amazing from the art and the reproducibility, and it's amazing because it's you know true to the philosophy of chiropractic. So within chiropractic biophysics, you've now got a vehicle to deliver that. I love that technique. You've got a product with the posture where you can mark and measure x-rays and print these reports at the push of a button. There's a lot of fancy words in those reports, Joe, that we now have MDs referring to us and I have to look up a couple words every now and then. So so thanks for making me look as smart as you. But that's the truth, you know. So that's not it's it's not something that you you've kept a secret as to what it is. I think it's okay to get MD referrals. Most of the yep. referrals we get from medical doctors are because they don't put the crap in their body either. Right. 
Exactly. You know, like there's a younger generation of medical doctors that are very open-minded, don't put that crap in their body. They work out every day. They eat natural. They eat raw. You know, they juice. I mean, they're pretty similar mindset. It's the old crusty ones that are 70 years old. You know, they could piss off for all I care because it's right. they're, they're still working with that, you know, Wilk versus the AMA model. And I've got no love for those guys. But in the meantime, if we're separate and distinct and we're offering a non-drug solution, instead of taking a class two narcotic when somebody's got neck pain right bring them on you know right. bring them on it's like i'm all for that right right absolutely and you know i'll, I'll talk about that more like when I, when I do do my talks but yeah we actually used uh you know our software is the trojan horse if you will to getting into those offices and then to you know i have a whole way that that we market that um you know the podcast is in the place right this second for that but i tell you what it it, it is it's that key because they don't know what chiropractors actually do. And it's that it just opens up a line of communication when, when we delivered those reports to all those MDs. And who would have thought that immunologists are sending us patients and then they're coming in and they, they said, you know, I would send, you know, research studies in, uh, you know, about chiropractic and the immune system and how there are studies that support, you know, all these different things. And you would have a, you know, an immunologist that had an MD, PhD that was so fired up. They're like, you know what? Nobody ever told us this. This makes perfect sense. You know, and I've had these tough cases. Can you co-manage them with me? I'm like, really? You want to co-manage it with me? Um, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. it was so exciting. You know, then they start sending their parents, you know, in for care. And not only patients. I mean, that's when you know you've turned the light on with the medical doctors. When they're sending friends and family in, not just patients, into your office. And then, yeah, yeah, you scratch your head. Why do these people want to do injectables? And they think that suddenly we're going to do it. We're going to get flooded with new patients, especially now with Obamacare. Are they out of their stinking minds? You know, right. I mean, I mean, it, that, that little market is so shriveled up now. If you don't have something that somebody wants to pay out of pocket for, you're going to be in real trouble because, uh, you know, insurance is just it's great when when it pays. But there's so many other things that you have to do to have a well-balanced uh, practice, as you know. You know, you just yeah. can't put all your eggs in just that one little basket. Um, yeah. But but yeah. anyway, and, and I know I know you don't want to talk about posture, but I'm talking about it because <laughs> part of the reason is, you know, I mean, that's why I jump on planes and do that stuff As I like to tell people what works. I mean, that thing works. You, you can mark like measures, send out reports. Um, it's good. And if you can have predictable results, you got Fred, you teach this stuff. I mean, it's like you can't sell what you don't own. You know what I mean? If you can own a reproducible uh, outcome for a patient, then it's right. easy to be excited about it. You know, if you're not sure, then your confidence is going to equal competence mm -hmm. in the mind of the patient. So the more confident you are, it appears to the patient, the more competent you are. So, you know, if that increases the the confidence of the person delivering the story, I think great, you know, yep. and, and the idea that you're going to get referrals from people who work out in gyms, who have yoga studios, who are medical doctors. I'm open to all people that want to fill my office, go for it, but I'm not going to sell the principal down the river just to get a few more new patients because I've got drugs or prescription rights. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, you know, on that whole big messy issue, it's the pharmaceutical companies driving that. They just need more pushers. Yep. And if Kairos want to push their drugs, well, they'll throw some money our way. You know, they'll make us feel special. They'll make, they'll yep. say nice things. It's like, who are these jackasses that want to take a non-drug profession <laughs> and put that crap in it? And then the people that worry about it are the ones that are working from a lack mentality. Yep. Yep. Well, and I think what you're getting at, Brad. I mean, we've talked about your whole purpose. <laughs> with the new patient maven too is is congruency with your marketing so what i mean really what you're doing is just kind of segueing into what your purpose was to develop your seminar system so want yeah, to tell I mean, us a little bit about that yeah so for me here's the deal there's so much online pop-up you know information out there the problem i see is that there's too much awareness mm -hmm. Like, how do you know what to trust? What's a reasonable resource? What's the, the right news? What's the right info? What's the right website? There's so much awareness and info and messaging. People are confused. Mm -hmm. So if you can message and challenge people's thinking and really get into their belief of what health is and work within that and then challenge them on it, you can do what we call attract believers. So rather than work on more awareness and put more messaging out there, you don't want more awareness. You really want more action. And that's what I think becomes the key and what we teach is getting people out of awareness and into action. You know, if you're doing a health talk, let's be clear. When they're done, they should sign up and make a new patient appointment. 
You know, my staff, they're not allowed to bring business cards to my screenings and my talks. If they do, they lose their job. We're not there to give them a get out of jail card or here, take a business card and stall for, for two right. years. Right. Set an appointment or get out of my way. Right. right. You know, and, and we do it politely. But the truth is th- those are stall tactics. Those are people putting it off into the future. Procrastination, that's what's killing our healthcare system, whether it's here or in Europe or anywhere. Procrastination is what kills people. So, yeah, a lot of what we teach is, is getting in front of people. You know, challenging their beliefs, challenging their mindset. And if you, any human being is best when they're challenged. So if you can challenge their belief on health, challenge their belief on staying well, you'll either find people that are congruent with your beliefs and are ready to jump in, or they were working in that sick care model and they didn't know something else was available until you spoke, until you screened them, until you, you know, until you checked them. And then once they hear what the chiropractic option is, it just makes sense. And those are the people that come in. So as soon as you can challenge people, and I think that's best live, whether it's one-on-one or one-on-many, I think as much as we have in media and forms, you know, online, I still think doing that live, you're going to attract your best believers. And then your practice is going to run that much smoother with people that are congruent, as opposed to just getting the low hanging fruit, you know, just getting anybody that walks in the door, you know, running a Groupon ad and having them come (laughs) in, you know, kick the tires and looking around to see what else they can get for free. I want to attract believers. And I think you need to get out there, tell the story in a way that it challenges their, their mindset. And then the people that are ready come with you and, they, and they're setting appointments and we're growing your practice today, right now, not, not in a couple of years. Cause we threw out a bunch of business cards. Yeah. And I know that, and that's so awesome. And, um, you know, I'm just going to add one thing that I know how you think, and not only do you want to attract believers, but we, but through your communication, you create believers because they right. don't always come to you believers, but you certainly create create them, right? right? And so the more believers we can create, man, then you turn one into three, one into five. You know, you look at uh, Dan Yacker spoke at our uh, group, and I know uh, Chris Zano, they expect 15 to 30 referrals in the first 30 days that a new patient comes on. So you take what you're doing, Brad, and then you create, you create believers. So they go out and they teach it for you. Right. You know, cause what, man, if you know, we're one person or your team is one clinic, you ain't going to hit your goals one-on-one, man, you got to go to groups, which is also why you have a program to go to companies. Yeah, so that and that program is called the corporate skeleton key. And really what it is is, you know, a skeleton key unlocks doors that otherwise wouldn't be open and that's that's what we've been doing for docs. I mean, we've got over 200 docs doing this where, you know, if marketing is the lifeblood of your practice and most people will tell you new patients are, then why would you outsource that component of your practice? You know, why would you outsource the person that's going to set up your events, set up your marketing and hope that they're they're working it adequately to your liking, right? I think you should internalize that. And that's what we do with the corporate skeleton key. We teach CAs and office staff how to do the outreach for the doctor from within. So whether it's downtime that they do the outreach or it's on a consistent basis, you're setting up your marketing, your lifeblood of your practice from an internal routine and rhythmic schedule that is dependable. So you get those results and then you get out there and, and tell the story and attract the believers and then build on it with referrals and then do the exponential stuff. And and I'll tell you, we've seen docs that have been in practice for 25, 30 years that are like, you know, kids again, the energy, because once you've got that momentum and you're growing, man, there's no feeling like that, you know, and, and really kind of given that, you know, that youthful feeling to some of the most veteran doctors because they've got their CA setting up health talks and lunch and learns. We do spinal screenings. We like to do them by email appointment. So when people come down, it's permission marketing. You know, we're not out in front of grocery stores. I'm convicted, but I'm also not crazy. And time is my most precious commodity. So I'm not going to spend a bunch of my time, but I will invest it. And I want to do it where it's permission based. I've got a pulse on it. We set everything up for volume. So that's what we do with the corporate skeleton key. We not only teach docs how to get in, but then how to do the act, how to do the talk, how to do the screening, and and really do it for a volume every single time. Yeah, and when you speak, I mean, 
you're in front of some big corporations too, and and you have a method of doing this and teaching doctors. I was blown away at some of the corporations that you're you're affiliated with. Like JetBlue is one of the people that you've been in with, and you know, it's it's the way that you guys do it. And I was because you know I went to your your seminar and I was blown away by what you guys teach those doctors. And you know. If, if people haven't checked out, if this is what you want to do and it's the easiest way to, to really build your practice, you get in there, they want to hear the doctor speaking, but it's the way that you set up. Can you give a little brief glimpse on that, uh, Brad, that you can share with uh, everybody listening? On like yeah, for thing. sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of it in the in the setup is really um, you should pick your new patients. Don't have your new patients pick you. So the idea is if I can pick my audiences, then I'm picking my next new patient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to a group of wage workers that make 11 bucks an hour and you've got an expensive care plan, you might not be fishing in the right pond. You know, if you want a bunch of holistic minded patients in your practice and you're trying to give lectures to groups of orthopedic surgeons that you know you're going to lock horns with, not not a ripe audience. So pick the audiences that are best for your practice and that can change. So coincidentally, you know, we call it the corporate skeleton key, but 55% of the U.S. and 60% of Canada are actually employed by small businesses, and some of the docs killing it are actually in rural towns like Nebraska, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, no corporate, because you pick your ideal new patients. And then how we do it and what we teach that, um, you know, you can do it in screenings. You can do it online. We've got online wellness programs that generate new patients. But if you're doing live lunch and learn talks, a couple of things docs can do, and I've taught this for years, is is you can speak outside the room. Mm-hmm. You can not have just who's in front of you as new patients, but you can also invite people outside the room. In other words, their spouses or their children. And we've got a huge percentage of my practice that's pediatric. And it's not because I go to market to kids, but I earn the trust of the parents and then they bring their kids in. When we educate them, like Fred said, they maybe not be a believer at the time they walk in, but we make them believers. And then they hand over their most prized possession, their child, and then they become patients as well. So for us, we, number one, we speak outside the room. Mm-hmm. Number two, we always do a today offer to get people signed up. And the way that translates, so this is usable for, for people listening, is that I always weave in the word procrastination into my clothes. I, I simply quote B.J. Palmer. You know, and what procrastination means is the thief of health. If you don't take action today, that has been the thief of health for years. I'm just quoting BJ. Mm -hmm. And quite simply, we give them an offer that they've got to sign up and make an appointment today. It's not pushy. We don't sell anything. We just create buyers. You know, you present it correctly, you do it in a soft enough manner, and you can create buyers. And then probably the most exciting thing we've been doing recently, and I'm actually going to start teaching some small workshops again next year. It's been a few years since I've done workshops, but I'm going to dive back in because we've been doing 10-minute talks where we get 8 to 10 minutes at a big room, and what we do is it's an inverse law when it comes to time. So in other words, the less time you need, the bigger audience you'll get. So if I only need 10 minutes, I might get an audience of 200 people. If I need 90 minutes to tell the story, then I'm probably going to get 20 people. You know, So now what we're doing is we're crunching our time. We're maxing out our results. And we've got doctors that are reproducing this with the corporate skeleton key that are signing up you know, 50, 60 new patients in their prepaid. And I know we hear crazy numbers and that stuff. But what was cool, Joe, is you got to hear the testimonials yeah. and you got yep. to hear these. I mean, they're really doing it, and, right? And, you know, it's and, like Right. And they're not in very affluent areas. Like you said, a lot of these people that are killing it are the ones that are in poor areas, so to speak. And, they're, and they're, they don't have big corporations right next door. And I was blown away by that because, you know, everybody says, oh, it can't work in my neck of the woods. Oh, you don't understand where I live. And here are these guys that are doing phenomenal in practice that are in these little, I hate to say, podunk uh, towns that are doing fantastic because their passion comes in. They, they just do it in a, in a slightly different manner in, in smaller businesses. But everybody they, they have, you're, you're absolutely right, they were picking all their new patients. So it wasn't, yeah, it was great. And what's so funny is one, – and one of the keys too for the docs in this, so procrastination is a big thing, speaking outside the room, but also being prepared for the home run. Look, I don't hit home runs every month. 
that doesn't happen. But I'm always prepared for it. And one of the things that helps us is for every 20 people we have in attendance at a talk or a lunch and learn, the ratio's got to be 20 to 1. For every 20 people in attendance, you've got to have one CA or staff member to sign people up for new patient appointments, especially with those 10-minute talks that we're teaching now because you're going to have an onslaught of people. And there's no way you can sign up 40 new patient appointments and collect money if you have one CA. So for every 20 people in attendance, you've got to have a ratio. You're not always going to hit a home run, but enough singles and doubles every month, and all of a sudden, you've got an office full of people. They're on purpose. They're on fire, and and you can really build your marketing so that it attracts what you deliver in your practice. And I think that – I'll finish with that before I open it up again, but it's like the concept of whatever you speak about, you bring about Mm -hmm. is so huge. So if you do a non-force technique or AK or Gonset or, or biophysics, man, all chiropractic works. But if you speak in the terms of what you deliver, then you're going to attract those people to your practice. You know, don't talk about things that you're not going to deliver on or not good with or you're going to frustrate people. Attract believers. And right. if you can message it so when they show up, they feel like it's a serendipitous occasion. I'm so lucky I found you, Doc. I'm so glad to be in this chiropractic office. Man, what a cool day one is that versus some jackass that bought a Groupon that's coming in to see what else they get for free. Right, exactly. Well, so, you know, one thing, just want to make one comment, like you said. <laughs> You know, hit a bunch of singles and doubles as opposed to, you know, you can swing for the home run. But, I mean, I think one thing that hit me when you were saying that, Brad, is if you treat everything like a home run, even when it's a single or double, man, you give every effort your best shot. And singles and doubles are what wins games. Home runs doesn't win games. Singles and doubles win games. But treat everything like it's home run. And you have the system, like you said, one CA per 20 people. Just treat it like it's going to be a friggin' home run. And then, you know, every day, you're, every occasion you're putting bread on the table and helping more people's lives. You know, and I think one more thing, you know, I always said when I practiced and even now, when you're willing to go to the ends of the earth for one person is when 100 will show up. You know, when you have the passion to do it for one, then, then eventually 100 is going to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get the home runs, don't you? You know, you have to think about it. Just do your best every time and then ask yourself the question, what did I learn and how can I make it better next time? Right on. I love teaching with you crazy Italians, putting bread out, putting bread on the table. <laughs> yeah, how cool is that? <laughs> sauce. Don't forget the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, or the, gra- but it's the so gravy. True. Yeah. It's gravy, so funny. Come on, man. <laughs> It's bread in the sauce, brother. Yeah, That's know. right. But it's so true. It's so true. You know, it's like instead of trying to hit the home runs or, or do the, the big, you know, pull the wool over their eyes, it's like be authentic. Tell them what you're doing. And, you know, and, and just having that because momentum cures everything. You know, in your practice, if you've got momentum, you've got some swagger, you've got the walk, you're not attached, you know, to the outcomes and you're pretty freed up to get in there and do what you need to do. I think those are the most successful practices. And that comes from momentum. It comes from consistency. And do it with freaking passion. Yeah, baby. Or buying your physiology, man. How you yeah. feel about it is how they feel about it. So get freaking fired up about it. Oh, yep. Totally. It's that's absolutely it. You know, it's like doing a re-exam and having a patient kicking stones because they're not feeling as good as they thought they should be. They're obviously going to read the doctor's reaction, and that's going to dictate more than anything, you know, how that outcome, be, you know, can go. It's based on the doctor. It's you're absolutely physiology based. Yep, totally. So that's awesome. Hey, man, you know that's a thing. It's it's one thing we always teach that we're talking about. It's being before doing. You know what I mean? Like, you got to freaking be fired up about it, man. You look at people that have big practices. Look at their state. What's their physiology like? Their unwavering conviction. You know, they know one thing. You're speaking to a crowd, and that crowd's subluxated. You don't have to think about anything past that. You ask yourself, like, big, you know this, Brad, big volume people, there's one question. Are you subluxated? If that answer is yes, then deliver it with freaking passion. There's nothing to think about. Deliver it with, go ahead. 
No, that's it. And it's just, you know, it's like, it's the one thing, you know, and and everybody's looking for the gimmick or the gadget sometimes when it comes to marketing. It's like, actually, you know, simple is is the answer. And simple isn't always easy. It doesn't mean that, you know, people can can make it in simple terms without having some personal struggle or going to an LECC and coming out of their philosophical base. So there's struggle. There's there's moments there. But yeah, you've got to be on fire about this, you know, And, and you look at you mentioned Obamacare and the changes that are going on man value is going to be the rule of the day with all of this stuff you know and weaning people off of insurance it the insurance yep. might change overnight mm-hmm. but i don't think their belief systems are going to change overnight Yep. You know, somebody else should cover it. Well, how much is covered? How many visits do I get? Well, I'll come in if it's covered. I mean, we're, we're going to hear those questions for years if we don't drive value because people are so attached and so used to and trained on their insurance that you've got to be driving value. And that and that's really where I think the puck is going with this. Well, there's no question, man. And you know what? People are going to feel about a subluxated spine how you feel about it. And the problem is there's way too many people that know in their head – that a subluxated spine is a life or death decision, but they don't know it in their heart. You know, you know it as a fact, but does it come out of your mouth? Like, do you speak straight from your heart and from your spirit, or does that filter through your mind? Because people with a big practice, there's no filtering through their mind. It comes straight from their spirit, straight from their heart, straight through their lips, and it has a truth to it that people move toward. And so, you know, the thing that that adds power to everything you do, Brad, and I know you'll agree, is, man, when your conviction is so high, like you said, your reason becomes bigger than your problems. You know, there's always insurance and all that. Like somebody asking about insurance, then my first uh, my first question would be, are you asking that question to see how you're going to do this program? Right. Like you want to know how you're going to pay for it? Because if it's if, then where? Then I need to apologize because you obviously didn't get what what your condition is doing to your body every day. Right. And you know what? That's my fault. And then maybe we need to look in the mirror and say, do I think it's a life or death decision? And if you do, then get your communication down so that you create more believers. And then your programs go through the roof, man. Add conviction to what you're doing, Brad. And the, that whole friggin' illusion of no new patients is absolutely blown out the blown out the planet. Yep, <laughs> it is an illusion. The, yeah. So, Joe, uh, we were in Connecticut together. Right. I walked into the lunchroom at the banquet to grab something to eat and bolt. And and that's what I just heard the last two minutes of Domenico going nuts. So <laughs> needless to needless to say, forty minutes later, I'm like, hey, can I get an amen? You know, like, like he's up there just booming on fire, and it's like, I was ready to take a lunch to go. I had a nice picnic in there because I think that that's the stuff too that keeps Doc's head straight is what you just shared, Fred, and that's what you were doing in Connecticut was just lighting him up, you know. And it's uh, it's passion like that what other profession do you get to be that expressive? Yeah. You know, I mean, what a cool thing we have that you have that ability to be that way. And the cool thing is that, you know, passion's contagious. Yeah. So we talking about hanging out with people and doing that. I walked in that room, no joke to grab a sandwich. I was way jet lagged, got in late and was going to bail out of the room. And you were up there just, just revving it up into a crescendo and it was like, well, maybe I'll have a bag of chips and sit down. <laughs> it's like Dominica's just airing it out. So it's, you know what? I, I think for chiropractors, we all go through those flows and those cycles, but uh, there's no reason to not be passionate in this day and age. And with the changes going on in healthcare and with the, you know, the stuff going on within the profession, man, you've got to be passionate and you've got to be looking for your differences and what you deliver and get excited about it. And you're so right, Fred, the patients are going to follow your excitement levels, you know, and if you're talking at a tone and a volume below them, they're going to come down to your level. If you're speaking at a tone or a volume above them, they're going to come up to you. So where would you rather be, you know, uh, above them and leading them or below them and, and, you know, having people wonder why they're there, you got to get that, that passion across and people working in corporate America. America and collecting a paycheck week in, week out, and being a part of the rat race, there's not a lot of passion there. There are some right. passionate people, but there's not opportunities like in chiropractic where every single one of us can be that on fire. You know what I mean? It's just what a cool profession. What a cool time. 
You know what? You hit the nail right on the head, and I'm not going to get all fired up right now, but I want to. Well, no, I might. You never know. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you hit it right on the head. If you're vibrating below people, it's not even that you bring them down. They just friggin' leave. Yep. And and if you're above them, then you're a magnet, you know? So, you know, one thing we always say, man, look at your team. Find Find the most positive person that's coming in your practice that day, and everybody on your team has to be above that person. Because if you're below anybody, they're not showing up that day, man. The energy, the universe has intelligence. Mm -hmm. So you got to be above the highest. When you go give a talk, you got to be above the highest person. And then people will come to you like you're a friggin' universal magnet because you are. Yep. It worked for me that day, man. I was in Connecticut and heard you going and just had to sit down and and ride it out because you were throwing the energy and it definitely walked out of there charged up. It absolutely works that way. Dude, you're the same thing, man. You get up and you yell at people. You know, it's totally (laughs) awesome (laughs) because, hey, you're on the Eastern European side, but you're still European. (laughs) Got it. It's in your blood, man. love that about you by the way but because you were up there and i'm like and you know what man you have great body language you're engaging the audience people are totally the people in the back row are focused on you and you know you kind of crack a few jokes and then all of a sudden you're yelling and then <laughs> then uh you know you can see you that's what one of the things i love about you brad is you know when it has to come out of you man like that's who you are it can't stay inside you that passion has to come out of you and that's why you do what you do. Absolutely. Love that yeah. about you, by the way. Appreciate it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you were really passionate, like, um, when you were talking about how it's crazy what's going on in California. And I, I, and I just, on a personal note, I wanted to hear a little update on this about how the kids don't need permission now at what young age to, um, for that, that vaccine. I mean, what's can you update everybody in podcast land on what's going on now in California where they don't need parental rights for that? Mother, father. It's crazy. It's so here's the deal in California and it's in some other states now as well. um, At the age of 12 in the state of California, 12 year olds can go to middle school and opt into the HPV vaccine, the human papillomavirus, uh, without parental consent at 12 years of age. Oh, my God. They're not allowed to make any other healthcare decisions for themselves. They never have been in the history of mankind to walk in at 12 years old and make a medical decision without parental consent. But you can get a shot where they allegedly have found the cure for cancer because let's call it what it is. It's a load of crap. And what it basically amounts to is if you get this shot and your child's been exposed to the human papillomavirus, which has been loosely associated with cervical cancer, then they are saying that they have found the cure for cancer in this situation by giving the vaccine. And it's so important that we don't have parents think into this. We're just going to give it to the 12 year olds so they can have unprotected sex and they won't get cancer in their cervix, even if they have a penis. And what was crazy, this is the first time that I heard this because obviously, and I think it's important that people hear this because what happens in California will have spillover into the other states. You know, I'm, I'm in Florida right now. And, you know, there's, to my knowledge, you know, there's nothing like this going on in Florida, at least yet. But, I mean, it's, I mean, people need to know and be aware of this because it's going to have spillover into the other states. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a brief flash in the pan if you go back into the presidential debate a couple (laughs) years ago. And um, this kind of came out and it got quickly reversed because Rick Perry had forced this law through in Texas and they fouled the money trail. It kind of came up on the campaign. It blew up on them. They had some quotes. They quickly changed it. And it was one of those kind of like if you weren't paying attention to the issues or you didn't have you know, a, a chiropractic lens on that day, you might have missed it. But it was such a big money trail. For, and, and big farmers got their hands in everybody's pocket. But right. this was one of those issues. It, and so now it is law. So that 
quickly got changed in Texas, and it had a lot to do with the presidential election, mm-hmm. not any rights or, or you know principle behind that decision. It was just I want to win the debate here. Um, but now it's law, and what's scary as hell is I've got an 11 and a half year old daughter who, in a few months, can go to school without my consent, and I've also had patients in my practice who've gotten that shot, and it's completely jacked up their nervous system, and they've been told by their pediatrician that they're somaticizers, they're faking. Well, yes. You know, it's and, just it's it, it, these are some of the horrors. So you pick your topics. You know, I don't care what fires you up as a chiropractor. Is it, you know, weight loss? Is it type two diabetes? Is it GMOs in your food? Is it just straight subluxation based? Is it something with vaccines? I mean, there's got to be an issue that you draw extra energy from. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes back to the top of this call is, you know, where do you get the energy and how do you find your purpose? Man, I'm always educating myself uh, from a patient perspective. Uh, what my patients read, see in the media, what's out there. You know, as much as we want to work in a chiropractic world, the rest of the of your patients probably aren't getting that info. So I like to look at what they're looking at. And when you get down on their level, man, it is freaky. And so you can draw extra energy and passion from what the sheeple are being told is out there in the world and, you know, the lies and the fallacies. But unfortunately, that one's hitting way too close to home for me. So my 11 and a half year old, in a few months, you know, we have to rehearse this every week and tell her what to say so that she doesn't get the shot because she's never been vaccinated. You know, she's been born at home. We live a chiropractic lifestyle. We made great measures and, and steps to live this lifestyle congruently. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we get this crap law dropped in our lap that they can make these decisions. And you know how weird that is at that age. An right. adult can manipulate their mind or confuse them. And, and so, yeah, I could go from having fun and, and telling a nice story to just being rip shit and pissed off because this is crazy. And until we get a stronger voice in chiropractic, we're going to be at the mercy of this kind of crap called healthcare that really has no place in 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 our society mm-hmm. well and you know what this is so important man you know we got to stop teaching we got to start teaching people how to think rather than what to think and that's what you're doing with your daughter you're teaching her how to think because you know we may be a shepherd in the flock but that flock there's a bunch of wolves out there when they walk out of our clinic do they have the thought process where they can stand up for themselves when the pressure from the community is getting more and more intense and bearing down on these people. So our responsibility is to teach them how to think, how to stand up for themselves, be independent so they don't end up slaves and victims, so to speak, to the outside political and governmental pressures. Man, obviously our government doesn't give a, you know, yeah. uh, you know what, mm-hmm. Normally, I would blurp out F-bombs. But, <laughs> yeah. No, they don't give a crap about us, man. So we got to teach them how to think. Yep. And it, it is, you know what, I, I speak in a lot of different countries, and uh, some places have it a little better off than others. But at the same time, um, this universal truth we share within chiropractic, that the body's self-healing, self-regulating, it's unique. you know. And, and the second people hear that, uh, it always resonates with them. So it doesn't matter how screwed up the government is or how much influence from an outside source, inside out is always going to be the best message that people can adhere to as to what we do. And then the delivery system's up to the individual practitioner, but for sure in the U.S. and for sure in California, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the magnitude just seems to go up exponentially. So that's where my passion comes from in teaching docs and teaching them how to market and get believers in and, and to do that. And that's also where that sense of urgency comes from because these laws are going to become more, you know, they're going to become more prevalent. They're going to have more patients confused by it. But yeah, that that whole deal with my daughter and the HPV being available, it's way too close to home for comfort. So it makes me louder. It makes me get out of my comfort zone. And I would encourage every listener to um, find something this this week you're going to do out of your comfort zone because we all know growth occurs outside of your comfort zone. Well, yeah, and I think there's one great question, you know, and that is if it's not you, then who? You know, if it's not the people on the podcast, then who's it going to be? And I think that's why, you know, you you ask yourself that question, Brad, and you travel around the world. Because if it ain't you and you have that passion and inspiration, you have that vision, then who's it going to be? So you take responsibility. So my hat goes off to you for doing that. So uh, we're kind of winding up the hour here. Uh, I know you got some seminars coming up. Why don't you tell us about your seminar coming up? 
Cool. Yep, we've got one on uh, December 6th and 7th. It's in Southern California. Uh, we call it the Marketing Bonanza. Get some info on the newpatientmaven.com website. Um, but some really cool stuff. One of the people we've got speaking is three-time gold medalist Misty May Trainer. We've got Joe Dispenza coming. Billy D will be there. But we've got a guy from the insurance industry. He's been an insurance broker for 30 years just talking about the amazing opportunities because of the craziness of Obamacare for chiropractors to go and speak and draw audiences in corporate because of the laws and the changes and, and people being able to buy insurance online. There's no service side to it. HR departments and wellness coordinators now more than ever are looking for some kind of a live, what they call a high-touch service. They're actively looking for doctors to present lunch and learn talk. So he's going to be a speaker at the Marketing Bonanza as well, December 6th and 7th. And just talking about opportunity and growth for two days. Um, one of the other things we'll be doing there is, is kind of teaching a technique to attract believers. And we use Joe's uh, posture screen mobile to do that. You know, if we run a biophysics model in our practice, it makes sense to me to speak about structure and function with something like a $30 application you can get on your iPad. So I'm actually going to do some do level stuff with an iPad for 30 bucks. Instead of leasing equipment for 30 grand or buying a digital x ray for 100 grand, how about 30 US dollars on an iPad that's going to create as many new patients as anything else? That's what we're going to be teaching too. So, um, you know, I firmly believe what you guys are doing. It's weaved right into the fabric. And then for 2014, I'm going to be teaching a lot of these workshops. And what we're going to call them is moving from awareness to action. You know, it's the art of the close, how to get people out of their seats and into your office. We're going to teach different styles of clothes, different ways to do it. And that's where I'm going to focus 2014 is just do workshops of 50 docs or less real intimate and get them out of awareness into action and teach doctors how to close for growth. Nice. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm already booked. I'm looking forward to coming out to uh, your December uh, bonanza. That's going to be a lot of fun out there. Need a good excuse to go to a nice area down in Orange County. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, and we kind of do it with some goal setting. You know, it's the end of the year, coming off of Thanksgiving, and it's not yet January 1. So um, I think that's a good time to kind of lay a new landscape. And my whole thing, you heard me say it earlier, is time's your most precious commodity. So how do you pack more into next year of growth and teaching people these passions and purpose, but do it on less time? You know, right. it's not about doing more, doing more. It's about creating a stop doing list. And then filling it up with activities that are going to boom your practice on shorter time. And that's also why we're teaching those 10-minute talks. It's the inverse law. Less time, bigger growth. That's the stuff I'm into. So I'm excited to share both at the Bonanza in December and uh, through those workshops next year, the Art of the Close. It's going to be cool. So you guys, will be, you guys will be in the loop. You'll see what's going on. Yeah, it's Brad, good stuff, man. Hey, well, thanks for sharing your passion and purpose with us, Brad. You're doing amazing things in the profession. Appreciate everything and all the energy that you're pouring into it to help doctors, you know, communicate better, build their practices and get the message out, not only in their communities, but just in the general public in general. So appreciate you being on here, taking the time. Any last words, anybody? No, just thank you, know, you Brad. No, I appreciate it. I just, uh, you know, kind of tip my cap to you guys because I got to see you both speak and share at the Connecticut State Association and uh, through some events, you know, with Deed Harrison as well. And uh, just really cool work. You know, Fred, we've got some people that are doing the corporate skeleton key that are also coaching under you. And so I get the inside scoop on how much you're helping them and what you're doing for those practices. And uh, it's it's awesome the work you're doing as a coach. So um, part of the positivity and being around the right minded people, you know, I, I Fred is, is a grade A guy when it comes to coaching and helping chiropractors. So um, for what it's worth, you know, big thumbs up for, for your work, Fred. Right on, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have an awesome evening. Yep. Way to carry the sword. We'll, we're chopping down the, the chopping down the next path. So uh, awesome, have guys. an awesome night. And uh, we'll, we'll see you on the, on the circuit, I guess. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so, guys. Right on. Have a good night. All right. Take care, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.